welcome to the Salt of Carmel podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Carmel, Indiana, where we talk about individual faith stories. I'm Jody Curtis, a parishioner, and with me today is my guest co-host, Tom Ponchak, our Director of Adult Faith Formation. Hello. <laughs> our guest today is Bonnie Samandel. Bonnie, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you Tell us a little bit about yourself and your roles at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Thank you for asking me to be here today. It's really a privilege and a pleasure. And I have been uh, a member of Our Lady of Mount Carmel as well as my husband for the last 18 years. And I am a convert to the faith. And I so enjoy uh, being involved in Bible study and just the different elements that I have had a chance to volunteer, um, Bible study council, parish council, uh, and it's just a privilege to be a part of those. Well, thank you for volunteering and uh, being involved in the church. Yeah, we certainly appreciate it. Well, Bonnie, um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what your life was like before you had an encounter with Jesus? Well, I was born into a family of seven children, five girls and two boys. And my father never went to church. And my mother only began attending church much later in her life, in fact, when I was a teenager. So church and religion played absolutely no role in our family life. And I grew up in a very average neighborhood where I could walk to public school and play on the front sidewalk. And it wasn't until a neighbor walked across the street and invited me to Sunday school that I even knew about Sunday school. I did not have a clue, but it had the word school in it, and I loved school, so I was very excited. And so <laughs> I was. I loved school. And when I went to Sunday school, it was there I was introduced to Jesus, and I began to learn about Christ and his love for me. And it's hard to explain how relieved I felt when I learned that Jesus loved me, not only me, but everyone, because my parents had a very hard time showing any kind of affection or love for us children. And so to hear of the love that Christ had for me was a real difference in my life. And it was at that Sunday school that I received my first children's Bible with the glossy picture of Jesus on the front, surrounded by the little children who were all smiling. And I saw joy and peace on their faces. And I was a child. I needed that. I needed to be a part of that love. And so I began to read the stories in my Bible. And I began to develop a love for God's word that has just been with me ever since. Because honestly, I don't know what I would have done so many times without the word of God. And it was there that I really learned that Jesus loved me. And one of my deepest memories of that time at that Sunday school was from a missionary um, who came to our class from Africa. And when she spoke, the message of God's love for us just flowed from her like a river. And I listened to her every word so intently. I didn't want to miss anything. And I was so touched by her message. And it was there that I met Jesus. 
And the following Sunday, she stopped by to say goodbye to our class. And she wanted to leave each one of us a very small token of her country. And she handed out gifts to all of the children in the, in the class. And when she handed me my package, she looked at me and she said, be a fisher of men. Oh, I never will forget that. I will never forget the place that woman had in my heart. And I put that little fish where I could see it every day. And it reminded me every day that Jesus loved me. And then my prayer became, Lord, let me be a fisher of men. And I believe that that was my very first step toward what would become a lifetime of conversion. What a beautiful story. And Bonnie, also what a beautiful, simple story of the impact that your friend had on you just by asking you to go one day, right? Yes, absolutely. We never know. Uh, it may seem like the simplest act that we do for someone, but we never know the seed that is planted inside the heart of that person. So I say keep on planting. <laughs> keep on planting those seeds. <laughs> it's really fun, actually. <laughs> and then, Bonnie, you mentioned that you were a convert to the Catholic faith. Was there one concrete moment that made you say yes to the Catholic faith, or was that a series of events? That was a series of events for me. Uh, it wasn't something that I was even exposed to. Um, all I had ever heard of uh, the Catholic faith was a negative bias. And so I had nothing but preformed opinions uh, based on somebody else's opinion. And I knew nothing of the facts behind the Catholic faith. And that would come sometime later. But there was a monumental moment in my life uh, when my daughter who was very active in middle school at the time. Uh, and when I say active, I mean sports, cheer, study, friends, all the things that a middle schooler does. And I remember how much time we uh, like to spend together. We love being together. And it was a beautiful sunny day, so we decided to take a walk. And her long blonde hair was just blowing away from her face. And it was then that I noticed a very small lump, uh, the size of a pencil racer, in front of her ear. And I knew in my heart that this was not good because I knew my child's face. And so I called our local physician. We went in to see a specialist. We had an examination. A biopsy was sent to Mayo, and we received the diagnosis that, that it was a cynic cell carcinoma of the parotid and salivary glands. And that is a very rare form of cancer, especially in her age group. So we knew that surgery was imminent. We knew that the team of doctors would be assembled soon. And we also knew that my role was to be a mom and prepare her for what was to come. And I remember the last look at my daughter before she went into surgery when she was being 
wheeled on a gurney toward a surgical suite. And I kept thinking, Holy Spirit, please be over my daughter and guide that surgeon's hands. So who did I call? I called my Catholic friends. <laughs> and I thought, oh, yeah, I, I had a lot of them, actually. And many of them still go to Mass at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And I've always had a very strong faith and a prayer life, but I knew this was more than what I could pray for. So I called my evangelical friends, the prayer lines, my Catholic friends, and um, I just prayed and prayed that the Holy Spirit would be in that suite and just fill it and guide the surgeon's hands. So the next day when I saw my daughter, I was really shocked, but I, I also knew that I was seeing a miracle. I was seeing a miracle. Her surgery was successful. We met with her oncologist after that. We went for counseling regarding her treatment protocol. And then we did a review of the side effects of her treatment protocol. And at that moment, it was really funny because I could feel the ice of fear begin to creep into me. But I knew in my heart that I was not going to choose fear. I was going to choose faith. And I prayed, Lord, please see my daughter through this. So that was the beginning of that building, that strong faith foundation between myself and my Catholic friends, because I needed them. And I knew they were faithful. And I knew they were prayer warriors. And I knew they knew how to pray. And that meant so much to me. So her treatments then were scheduled every morning at the hospital for several weeks, week after week after week. And I would take her to her treatment and then she would go to school. And through the grace of God and the vigilance of fantastic doctors, our follow-up was great news. And after five years of observation, she was pronounced cancer-free. And I looked at Oh, it was such a miracle. And all I could think of was, thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. And her birthday is tomorrow. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. So, yeah, so God is faithful. And it bonded me with so many of my Catholic friends. And that Joining together prayer is such a beautiful opportunity to become a part of someone else's life. So, Bonnie, um, it's just a great story of faith and relying on God. Uh, and I know you've mentioned really encountering Jesus through uh, the Bible, reading the Bible as a child, and you were involved in Bible study at the parish. Can you give us maybe just an idea of how you use scripture in your just your daily life and your daily prayer time and what how that ties in with uh just how you pray that's a very good question because after my daughter finished her treatment my goal was to pray that we got back to some sort of life as a family and about a year and a half later my husband was then diagnosed with two different kinds of leukemia and in that time period of about 10 months of almost daily chemo, 
he lost the battle with that disease at the age of 42. I had, (laughs) this wasn't easy, (laughs) trust me. And I had my favorite Bible. And one of my prayer practices was, I learned very early as a child to begin to pray the Psalms. And I would pray a prayer from the Psalms and I would write the date of that prayer in the margin of my Bible because I view my Bible as a textbook. And so I would write my prayer request and the date of it in the margin. And then if it was a prayer that was to be answered, I would write the date my prayer was answered. I have dates, uh, I have dates that go back in my Bible to 1987, and I um, I love that Bible. In fact, I can't even carry it anymore. It's falling apart, but it means so much to me because it's a real testimony of the faithfulness of God, not only in my life, but in every believer's life. And so I... I'm telling you, this was tough. This was really tough. And um, it took daily morning prayer of at least an hour every morning to really become in the right frame of mind to begin to face the tomorrows that would be my life. And after a period of time, I found myself walking the floor, walking the floor, praying for wisdom and guidance because I realized I was now the primary bread earner of my family and I had to be alert and I had to be ready to do what it took to support my family. And I also knew that in due time, I would need to sell our home and relocate. And I had to carve out time to be a mother And I also prayed about going back to school because I hadn't been employed for a while and I needed to brush up on some of my skills. So my prayer then was to be able to shoulder this with God's grace. And I I thank God for being with me. So after that, when I enrolled in university, I, I was in school in the August of the year that my husband passed away. And I earned a couple more degrees, and through that, doors began to open for me, and it led to what would be my career and uh, market development for a large pharmaceutical corporation. And so now I knew I had reached a level of comfort that I would be able to provide for my children. I'd be able to relocate and carve out time to be a mother and also a working mom, which is really hard, you know. And so my prayer was then, Lord, please let my life just settle down. Please, please, please bring some calm, calm and peace to my life. You know, uh, I have no idea what's ahead, but that would be very nice. So I got pretty comfy and about a few years later I was introduced to a man who would become my future husband well that's supposed to be really good news right wrong 
um, because he was all of the 10 things that I had listed on a piece of paper and put in my Bible if the right man came along. So I had 10 criteria that I was going to go by. And I put it in my Bible and I said, Lord, okay, this is if the right man comes along. And the problem was he fit all of the 10, but he, but the one disclaimer was he was Catholic. And I said, no, no, (laughs) no, 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 I don't think so. Disclaimer, disclaimer, Lord, that was really a showstopper. And I bargained with God. I said, you know, I'm evangelical. God, I mean, I am evangelical, and I, I'm really not going to give that up, right? And there was silence, and all I could think of was why, and I couldn't answer that question. Why was I so against him being Catholic? Why did I have these preconceived ideas? And then I thought, well, he's a really good person, and I'm very convinced I would like his mother. I love the way he spoke of his mother. And she was the most beautiful Catholic woman I have ever met in my whole life. So then I had the talk, the talk with my children. Okay, what about the potential to change all of our lives if something like this happens? And they're looking at me like, deer in the headlights, and I'm going on with this hypothetical discussion. Well, what if I might meet someone? What if this were to happen in our lives? How would you feel about it? And so they seem to be fine with it. I was the one having the problem. So after several weeks, we agreed to meet at a local restaurant, and he was witty and charming and fun, and everything I, I thought I would love to be with and sure enough we married two years later in a very small protestant church well it soon became obvious then we needed to be able to worship together and after a lot of thought and a lot of prayer the holy spirit led me to seriously consider conversion to the catholic faith and then shortly after that the process of completing the necessary paperwork was underway. It was really funny because I had so resisted, and yet I found myself walking toward it, almost lighthearted. It was such a good feeling. So I attended pre-catechesis, and then I went to RCIA, and Tom wanted to go with me. So after being away from the Catholic Church for 25 years, Tom was deeply touched in his heart to return to the church. So every bit of the bias and preconceived ideas I had of the Catholic faith were all washed away. I mean, they were gone. And I knew in my heart of hearts, this was where I belonged. I belong in the Catholic faith. You know, at Our Lady, we like to say that we are grateful no matter what. What are you most grateful for? Well, I will tell you, I am so grateful for Jesus who reached down to a little girl 
I'm so grateful that Jesus let me know that I'm not an inconvenient truth. And I'm so grateful that God has blessed me far more than I ever deserve. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Love the stories. Love, love hearing how God's worked in your life. And let's, let's close with a prayer in the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we give you, we give you thanks for uh, this time together. We give you thanks for the work that you've done in Bonnie's life. And Lord, we pray for all of those listening to this uh, podcast that they would be inspired Lord, to know your love for them and to meet you in the scriptures and to be able to trust in you. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.